What's up, nerds? Welcome back to the Popcorn and Nerd Podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Taylor D. Adams, one of the hosts here on the Popcorn and Nerds Podcast. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mark Supernova Goings. How you doing, man? Not too bad. How about you? I'm, I'm doing great. It's, 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 good to, it's good to be back. I know. Yeah. We're back at it. Semi-regular cadence. Yeah. And uh, You almost bailed on us today. I almost did. Uh, <laughs> it's been a rough day, but I'm here for you guys. And for you. And yeah. For you. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of him... So, Please welcome back our sexy, sexy moderator, Jeff Shepard. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Where do I talk? Uh, <laughs> right? What do I do with my hands? Uh, for those of you guys watching and uh, listening on the live stream, uh, you guys can comment in the comment box below on Facebook and join in on a conversation. Today we will be reviewing Netflix's latest limited series, Maniac, starring Emma Stone Jonah Hill. and Jonah Hill. And it was, it was kind of weird. To watch them because the last time I saw them in the movie together was super bad. Yep, it was just completely different. <laughs> yeah, it's very different. So, completely different. Yeah, completely different. Um, I saw so, someone. This is from uh, someone involved with True Detective. Yeah, so we'll get into that. Okay. Um, but yes, like, de- yeah, we'll we'll get into that for sure. Um, once we start talking about our main subject, which again is Maniac, now available on Netflix, ten episodes, forty five minutes each, ish. Yeah, ish. Pretty good binge. Yeah, I watched it in two days. Yeah, that's about yeah, what I did. Yeah, no problem. Um, but first off, let's uh, let's, let's what are we what are we what are we drinking and what are we eating, Mark? So, again, like I mentioned, I almost bailed today, so we didn't have a themed uh, drink or snack. Not Let, for, not letting us down. I know. Well, not specifically themed for maniac, mm-hmm. but it is still kind of themed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are drinking something separate, so I'll let Jeff explain that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I recently, this past weekend, went down to Charlotte uh, for Charlotte's Oktoberfest. I think I mentioned that last week on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and after we went to the Oktoberfest, we went out to Southern Tier's new tap room uh, that they have with Victory Brewing in Charlotte. Huh. Uh, they have food. They have a whole like Southern Tier and Victory like bottle shop. Uh, sure, I got bought a pumpkin shirt, which yeah. is awesome. I should have worn that today. You should have worn that. Um, and yeah, they had like everything on tap. Mm-hmm. Uh, good food. I had pork rind pizza. It was awesome. Wait, so is pork rinds on the pizza? Yeah, okay. it was like pizza and uh, like a, a like a hot uh, salami on there, and then pork rind. Cracklins? Yeah. Little crack it, was just, ones? it was just little pieces, and it was awesome. That sounds, that uh, sounds pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm starving or... And then uh, Rum King. I'm about to. Oh. Rum King is a rum barrel aged pumpkin, and pumpkin is one of my favorite pumpkin beers. Um, so when I heard there's a rum barrel version of it, I was like, I didn't think they could make the original better than it already was. Hmm. Uh, but they did. It's fantastic. Uh, this is actually last year's. Uh, this year's is actually a little bit higher ABV uh, and much more rummy. <laughs> uh, but no, this one's still very good. Uh, enjoy this. They all had a sip of it, uh, and it's tasty. Uh, so I've been sipping on that a little bit already. And then, to keep with the fall flavors, uh, I found Sun Chips has sweet potato and brown sugar. Sun Chips. Uh, which I was not familiar with. I had not seen before. I do love Sun Chips. Uh... I'm about to go ham on this bag. Uh, <laughs> I'll fight you. Just, yeah, Jeff and I are just going to be like passing this back and forth. So we apologize to the people viewing, uh, the crinkles, people listening, the crunching. Some mm-hmm. chips are very crisp. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's, it's not, it's kind of fall themed and Taylor's burning a fall candle for us. I am. Uh, it's lovely. 
It yeah. is. It's a nice ambiance. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jeff and Taylor, what are you guys drinking? Jeff has a story for us. Yeah, yeah I got a, I got a little story. So I did a little uh, did a little shopping on my way over here, uh, and I stopped by Tasty Bev. Shout out Tasty Bev. Love my DTR uh, bottle shops. Downtown Raleigh, Oak City. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, you got that better than I do. Um, but no, so the, so I, I went in there and I was uh, I, I immediately just went to the front and I was like, "Look, dude, I'm doing a podcast and we review movies, TV shows, games, and we try and theme things around." Games, the... Taylor. Oh man. Okay. I'll call that. We need to do a game. You, I, okay. Well, get on it, Mark. There you go. Uh, and so yeah, so we uh, so I, I went there and I asked him. I was like, "So we're doing a review of Maniac." And I want something that embodies Maniac. I said, I don't care about what the beer is. No sours for you, Taylor. Yeah, thank you. And me, because I hate sours. <laughs> um, and, and I said, what can you find for me? Yeah. So the dude, first thing he does is he just like looks through their like inventory searches on his computer, looks for the word Maniac, can't find anything. Then he searches for Mania. He finds two things that they're sold out of. And I was like, well, that's mm-hmm. really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So then we just went up and down the aisles looking for things. And he was like, well, is there like anything else that kind of like, identifies this show mm-hmm. i was like well there's lots of like kind of pills and like psychedelics so that's where we came up with this because the, the, the colors the colors are yeah. super psychedelic yeah for sure um yeah so so shout out to uh to commonwealth uh brewing company uh and their big poppy double india pale ale yes yeah uh and it is actually really good they're they're i think they're newer on the on the brew scene nice. Um, Family owned and operated, it says. Yeah. Virginia Beach. Nice. Yeah. Bobby. Yeah. It is good. I like it. The other suggestion was to just to just get a Pilsner because it's a Pils, right? Ah. Ah. So so I almost got I almost got uh, Mama's little yellow pills, Mm -hmm. and then I was like, but we've I personally have had way too much of that, and it's it's just not super exciting. (laughs) No offense. (laughs) No. (laughs) No offense, sponsor us. Sorry, sorry, Oscar Blues. Appreciate you though. Um. What's it? Check yourself. Isn't that a Czech Pilsner? Isn't that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Raleigh Brewing? Is it Raleigh Brewing or is it is it Full Steam? Uh, it's not not Full, full Steam. steam okay. so it must be Raleigh Brewing. I'll check. Cool. Actually, now that I'm thinking about the can, I think it might be Full Steam. Hmm. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, as soon as I can remember how it's spelled. Check. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just said that. C Z. Yeah. E C H. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Linwood Grill Brewing. Ah, Linwood. Yeah, Linwood always has fun names for them. Yeah, that's a good one. There we go. Awesome. We were all wrong. We were all wrong. (laughs) And I was actually talking about Linwood tonight, so I feel kind of disappointed in myself. Way to go. Way to go, Jeff. (laughs) You have one job. Oh, man. Yeah, you have one job. You have have many jobs. You have many jobs. You you bring a lot. Um, If anybody's watching on the live stream right now, let us know how we're sounding. Because we're going through one mic, so hopefully we sound okay. Yeah, we're toying with setups. Uh, last week is not the setup we're going to go with. <laughs> uh, Potentially the setup we're going to go with. Well, just not, needs to be, be refined. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of we we need we, to work. We on were it. over ambitious. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll we look at two point yeah. for that. For real, not uh the, the one point We're not we're not bringing that one back. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, if there's if people are watching, we're glad you're here. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's that's our drink and snack session. Love it. I'm excited. Yeah. Mark, what did you get into this past week? This past week? Um, mostly, 
I played Spider-Man this weekend a little bit before I left for Charlotte to go to uh, the Oktoberfest. And um, a new mobile game from Nintendo called Dragalia Lost. Um, it's free to play, lots of microtransactions. They partnered with a company called Games, who are well known for their uh, mobile games that become anime and vice versa. Uh, so they hmm. made a mobile game called Grand Blue Fantasy that was really big over in Korea uh, and became an anime. It's actually a really good anime. I never played the game, but the show was good. Um, and so this game's kind of interesting. For a free-to-play game, uh, there's actually a decent amount of story to it. Um, very intricate systems as well. And it's a fun little like one-handed action RPG that you can play yeah. uh, in kind of a, a gotcha format where you have these currencies that you can earn day-to-day from doing daily things. Um, spend them on basically a capsule toy. Like you summon and a hero or uh, various other items come from the sky. Right. And then you enhance your team or their equipment or various things like that. Um through that mechanic. Right. Uh, and then again, you can, if you want to not wait to earn those that way, you can pay money to get the currency and get mm-hmm. stuff that way uh, if you just want to buy it all. Gotcha. Um, but so it's been pretty fun so far. It's got, it's a weird distribution system. Um, when you download stuff on your phone and you're on, you're not on Wi-Fi, there's limits to how much you can download. Mm-hmm. So like each section of the story is like, oh, you click to the next portion download like a 0.4 megabyte Mm -hmm. uh piece here or like download like 4 mb piece here Mm -hmm. and it's like little sectional downloads that you get uh so it's kind of weird that it's like that but it makes sense because they don't want the large chunks of it to try and be downloaded while you're on data and then not be able to uh can i get a repeat of the the name of this game dragalia lost okay we're gonna look for that well, also, Can also, you oh, spell there it is. Okay, no, I found it. Okay. <laughs> oh, hey, nice. There we go. Awesome. Yeah, no, our, uh, we got a, a participation from the audience. Danny uh, Quick was uh, was asking because uh, he's uh, he's looking for a new game to play. So. Nice. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a fun little quick game. You log in, you play a couple little segments of the story, uh, get your daily rewards for logging in and doing things like that. Uh, there's a little city building portion where you can have them mining for resources and things. So it has kind of all the little pieces you want a mobile game to have uh, for short bursts of playtime. But then also, if you want to sit down and play it a lot, uh, my friend Alan, actually, I told him about it. Alan! He, he downloaded it, and then later that night, like, eight hours later, he was like, all I've done today is sit here, watch Netflix, and play this game. <laughs> uh, and you can actually summon friends into the game, and I was like, yeah, how are you already, like, level 30? And he's like, I've done nothing else today. <laughs> uh, so if you have an addictive you personality... Can do, you can do anything you set your mind to, guys. Yeah. You can do anything you set your mind to. Uh, if you have an addictive personality, maybe beware. But uh, but it's fun. I've been enjoying that. Um, and then, yeah, drinking and watching Maniac. Cool. Awesome. So, Taylor, how about you? Um, what did I get into this past week? Do you have notes this time? I have notes. Yeah. Yay. Notes. Normally, I don't take notes. I know. You're the one taking notes. I know. Um, I was very excited to check out uh, James Ruday's new show on ABC, uh, A Million Little Things. <laughs> Um, Mike Shinoda repped that. He knows the guy who came up with it. Yes. Yeah, so uh, while it, the whole concept of the show is these um, three friends kind of reunite and re-examine their lives and their friendships after one of their friends uh, commits suicide. suicide. So that um, makes sense. Why it's not knows. a spoiler because it happens within the first two minutes of the show. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. That Mike Shinoda. Was so yeah, and there's like there's there's a PSA at the end of it too, like with uh, James Ruday and Mike Shinoda and um, Chester's wife and then another actress on the show. Um, so it's. 
it's good. I'll, I'll just say it's good. I'm not like blown away by it. Yeah. Um, it's not bad at all, which is good. I'm just. First of all, I was just excited to see James Roday back in something. Yeah. Because um, we haven't seen him in anything since Psych. He was so, in a couple like random movies. Yeah, and, and I mean, he's like he's been doing work, but as far as like a TV regular yeah, cast like, member, yeah, he hasn't yeah. done anything since Psych. So to see him on the show uh, was great to see him again, and he plays very similar character, but way toned down. Like he's a very just. It's kind of a melancholy person, but he still has like the Sean Spencer wit and jokes. I enjoyed it. Um, it can, came off sometimes as a little over dramatic, but that's weird to say with the content matter of the yeah. show. But it, it all had to do with like context of performances. Like there, there's a very like deep and meaningful scene between these three, three characters, but it happens in a hockey arena. So you're like, for me, I was kind of distracted by the fact that this intimate moment was happening with thousands of screaming fans yeah. around them. Um, but hey man, life happens everywhere. I get that. But I think they did yeah, I think they did a great job of not fetishizing um, suicide or anything like that. I think they prevent, presented a very real aspect to it. Yeah. And of course there, there's a nice like kind of mystery element to it. So it's not just a TV show that's a PSA about mental health. It has there's like a plot that's moving forward too. And of course all the characters have secrets and you get revealed about each of their secrets, but then they don't know each other's secrets. So it's got a kind of a, a dramatic element to it that I'm looking forward to continuing um, to check out. Uh, another thing I watched was this new movie on Netflix called Hold the Dark. Um, I cannot remember uh, the director's name at this point, but I'm sure Jeff will look it up for me. Uh, it premiered at Toronto International Film Festival, I think, about a week ago, before it was launched on Netflix. Um, it stars Jeffrey Wright and Alexander Skarsgård. Um, it it looks, like the look of it, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Jeremy Saunier? Yeah. Saunier? Yeah. Anyway. Is he French? S-O-N-I-E-R? No, no. S-A-U-N-I-E-R. He's American. Oh. Yeah. He's American. Um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. I think it's Sonia. Okay, gotcha. But the movie itself looks amazing. Like, the cinematography is absolutely beautiful. Um, for me, none of it landed. Um, I didn't... I really wanted to like it because the look of the show was, like, totally my vibe. It was my aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> to really kind of dig it. Um, and... Like I said, the scenery, but it was... Oh, yeah, open the chips, dude. Sorry. Yeah, we got distracted. Why don't you open those, and then I'll talk. In the middle of your conversation. Okay, yeah, thanks. <laughs> You're like, I am bored. I will open my sun chips now. No, I just thought about it. I, Nicole came in, and I was like, oh, chips. I don't know why that was the association I made, but... Special off-camera appearance by Nicole Yang. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was just... I was ultimately kind of disappointed by it, um, but if... You're kind of into dark and gloomy, um, maybe borderline existential dramas. Like, check it out and let me know what you think, because I'm curious to see if I just didn't get it. Because there's a lot of surrealism in it. Um, and sometimes that stuff goes over my head, but sometimes I can make a connection, so I don't know. But for me, yeah, it didn't land. Um, I thought the acting was not great. Um, I thought a lot of things were just in there to be in there and to be over the top without purpose. Um, but, one man's opinion. Um, I think other than that, that was about anything new that I really checked out. Um, I'm glad the uh, the good place is back. The good place is finally back. Um, we walked in on him watching that. Yeah, uh, in its third season. Um, I'm halfway through the premiere right now, so. Um, but I love that show, and I'm so glad that, that show's back. Um, Bob's Burgers is back. 
they came back with a episode that was two thirds musical and it was amazing. Um, Nicole has watched it twice already. Uh, <laughs> um, so big fan of that. Um, Jeff, uh, what, what about you? Anything? Anything new your way? Uh, yeah, actually, um, uh, well, so so just like you know, real life, not movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I went to the uh, the Bluegrass Festival downtown. Nice, and nice. it's a lot of fun. You know, yeah. um, International Bluegrass Festival happens once a year in downtown Raleigh uh, around end of September, early October. Mm-hmm. Big, mm-hmm. big, big deal. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a huge deal. There were a ton of people there. Oh uh, yeah, and it's and it's I you know I only went on the weekend. It, it's actually like I think it's almost a week long uh, mm-hmm. festival. I believe it's I think it might be like four or five days. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and you know you know I'm not a I'm not a huge blue, bluegrass fan myself. Mm-hmm. I, I am just a, a fan of music festivals mm-hmm. in general. So like you can always have a good time. Okay. Um, but there was some really incredible talent there, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I was really impressed. Uh, and for a person who doesn't like bluegrass, I enjoyed myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, show-related, uh, mm-hmm. I, I watched a, a series uh, with Sarah, actually. Uh, she's into these, like, psycho kind of thrillers. Uh, and shout we out watched, Sarah Shepard. Yeah, yeah, shout out, shout out Sarah. She's incredible. <laughs> shout out my wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I watched a series with her uh, called, actually, it's a mini-series, so it's mm-hmm. only one season, uh, called The Five. Uh, and it, it came out in 2016. Um, and it is about, there. so, like... It, it's about a boy that went missing. Mm-hmm. It was, it's a group of childhood friends, and then one of the little brother goes missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's 20 years later, mm-hmm. his DNA shows up at a crime scene. Mm. And, like, nobody's found this kid, mm-hmm. uh, and so nobody knows where he is. And then it's, like, this whole, like, dissection of going back and, like, it's the relationship about these these people kind of grew apart, but now that this kid's DNA came up, they're kind of growing, they're kind of coming back together. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good. Um, I liked it a lot, and I was kind of sad that it was only one season, because um, yeah. I feel like they, they could have either taken that kind of idea and just run with it and, you know, kind of done the the season-by-season season changes, Yeah. Um, but uh, I liked it. It was good. Who's the, um, like, the showrunner or creator behind that? So, it's a guy named Harlan Coben. Okay, I thought I recognized that title. I watched another, he did another one of his series called Safe, Okay. with Michael C. Hall, mm-hmm. um, who has a British accent, which is weird. Um, Wait, this that, entire show really he does? No, because he's from Raleigh. Okay. Oh, that is, that is kind of weird. This entire <laughs> show is British, by the way. I think, so, yeah, yeah, he, like, the showrunner himself is, is British. Michael C. Hall was the lead in this other show we did called Safe, and it was obviously a British show and he had a British accent. Um, but I was like, yeah, faker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, was he convincing? That, like, that's what's weird, is like... Is it just because you knew? I think, like, I want, I want some kind of, like, mental study on... If you know, if you think an accent is bad based upon the fact that you know that that person doesn't have that accent, you know, like, or, or if like people in Britain watch the show and they're like, oh, that's a terrible British accent or something like that. I would assume. Yeah. Like, but Hey, we're fooled all the time. We've got, we've got Australian and New Zealanders coming over here with American accents. We're like, what? I think people, I think non-Americans coming in, uh, uh, Alice Eve. Eve. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. I think non-Americans doing American accents are way better than Americans doing non-American accents. Oh, just I think the description is like, it's English, but take it, take the class down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just like dumb it down for the people. Yeah. Yeah. Use the, slip the word ain't in there every once in a while. No, It'll be good no, to go. Don't do that. Ain't is okay. No, it's not. Ain't it's colloquial colloquialism, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Anyway, I didn't know if I was getting that word right. I think so. Okay. Nailed it. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the five. Uh, anything else? No, that's kind of it, it's um, you know, they're about an hour long. There's ten episodes. Right. Um, so and and unfortunately, I don't get a ton of time mm-hmm. uh, to to do 
TV show watching, but we we actually binged it pretty well. So nice. Yeah. What were you gonna say? You're pointing at me. Newsfinger. Newsfinger. Um, Black Mirror season five. Yes. Woo. So with excited. A, with a choose your own adventure episode. Yes, coming out in December, new season of Black Mirror, as well as an episode that is interactive. Um, it allows you to choose your own ending, and that is apparently the. Um, there's a better word for it, but it's uh, going to be the initial installment in other show, other avenues that Netflix is going down for choose your own adventure stuff. They were going to do that, or they did that already with uh, Puss in Boots. I think. Oh, did they? Maybe, maybe. Does anybody watch Puss in Boots? Who, who has who has children <laughs> and has seen Puss in Boots? I want to say that that was something they already kind of dabbled in with okay. that. I remember hearing about that before. At least. Okay, interesting. Um, but I but going off of that, Netflix is investing more in interactive because I feel like. I feel like they've got to separate themselves a little bit. Like I still, I still think they're the king of streaming. Yeah. But somebody called uh, HBO called them uh, the Walmart of streaming, Ooh. and I was like, "Well, Ooh. you can find everything there." <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but the best, but that's not right because I don't, I don't have to see all the other Netflix users. <laughs> you know, people I can't of Netflix. Say I have to see other people <laughs> making yeah. me feel can someone, bad. Someone, someone start the people of Netflix account. <laughs> Let's. It's just, it's what you, the TV sees. It's ratings. It's, it's just like thumbs up. I was going to say, it's what the TV sees when people are watching Netflix shows. Oh, that's good. I like that. I like that. There we go. That's pretty someone, good. Someone get on someone that. Someone get on that. Um, but, but yeah, so excited for Black Mirror, um, as always. New season. Um, actually, not as sweet, and I think that's pretty good. I think that's, yeah, I think that's why I like it. Uh, Mark, video game news. What you got? Uh, mostly, there's just two big things right now uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Comes out at the end of this week. Yeah. Uh, it's been getting fantastic reviews. The trailer looks fun. Yeah. Uh, I saw uh, an article, I think it was on IGN, where they were having like uh, playtime with it, and they were just like, we can't stop like 300 Spartan-kicking people in this game. Because apparently that's something you can do. So it's, in, just like, it's in Greece, yeah? Yeah. It's in Greece? Okay. Um, and so it, it's like a lot of Greek mythology, um, and apparently... Some of the early reviews are saying like this is the best the Assassin's Creed series has ever been, uh, which is pretty lofty, uh, but exciting. Uh, Odyssey was pretty good. I think it brought in a lot of new like RPG elements um, and kind of shifted the series in that way. And I think this is kind of building on that. And then uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, uh, there was a new gameplay trailer released, and people, uh, mostly reporters and things, keep getting hands-on time with it. And keep having nothing but great things to say about it. Um, with the Red Dead Redemption 2, the gameplay trailer they showed off, there's like bank heists, stage coasts, uh, stagecoach heists. You can rob houses. You can hold people up just on the street. Um, there's fishing, wildlife. You can just go off into the wilderness. They showed like snowy mountains to like swampy marshland. Um, GTA Sparta? Basically, like it's just <laughs> the, the early previews of it are saying like this is a redefinition of open world. Mm. Um, That's exciting. And everything just kind of happens dynamically. You can stumble upon situations and either help or hinder. Um, you can go in and, like I said, just like go fishing if you want, if that's what you want to do. Right. Um, and apparently, if you're out in the wilderness and in the muck and rolling around, uh, you get gross and stinky and you can take a bath or you can stay stinky and people will react to you differently like if you haven't bathed hmm. um, so it's just like real life yeah it's just like real life. apparently there's dynamic facial hair like you'll actually grow facial hair and you can get it trimmed down into whatever style you want hmm. um so it's like a lot of interesting little things 
that are maybe a little too much like real life, but when you're playing them as someone else, you don't actually have to smell a person or, you know, whatever. Like, it's an interesting dynamic. Escapism. Um, yeah. That's and it, it, it's just another step into realism. Yeah. See, see uh, games like that kind of worry me, though, sometimes, because it's like, how, how tedious is that going to become? Like, you know what? I actually hate shaving. And if that's, like, a thing I have to do in a game, that's going to drive me nuts. You don't have to do it. You'll just yeah. grow a beard. Oh, but it won't be stuff. itchy. It won't yeah. be itchy. Well, true. It won't be itchy. It also won't be patchy. You maybe. can probably grow a fuller beard and it's in probably game, like yeah. It's probably like... <laughs> your words oh, hurt. Damn. damn. Shots fired. But it's probably also like... Hashtag patches. It's yeah. probably like... It's probably like press triangle to shave. Not like you have to sit there and, like, in VR, pretend like you're shaving, like... Um, and then you but, cut yourself. Yeah. And you're like... God. And you feel it. Bleed in real life, and you're like, "Is this a game?" If you die in the game, you die in real life. Yeah. Um, but then they also had actually announced the first person mode. Speaking of that, um, <laughs> so um, you actually can shape yourself. Good segue. Good segue. Right. Um, so no, that looks interesting. Rockstar, they're masters of their craft. Uh, the Grand Theft Auto series is always fantastic, and has taken on a life of its own with the Grand Theft Auto Online. People are playing that still to this day. I actually think Grand Theft Auto Five, they said, is the best single piece of uh, media ever sold. Like, it's sold more copies than anything else oh, ever. Oh, from a number standpoint. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and Red Dead Redemption also is going to have an online portion as well. And so if you just have an open world Wild West to go play in, like, that's potentially very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. But that's uh, the two big things uh, from uh, gaming news this week that I've been able to, to see and kind of keep up with. Um, so, both both those are kind of cool. Open World, Assassin's Creed, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Cool, man. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's about that time. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and start our, our Maniac uh, review right review. now. Do you know where you are right now? I'm in a drug trial. What do you think is wrong with you? I'm sick. I don't matter. What would you say this trial is showing you about yourself? Is this therapy now? It's not therapy. It's science. Once you begin to appreciate the structure of the mind, there's no reason to believe that anything about us can't be changed. Pain can be destroyed. The mind can be solved. How many of your subjects have ended up catatonic? Zero. Roughly. My head doesn't work right. I thought maybe these people could fix me. Sounds stupid. That doesn't sound stupid to me. Okay, people, let's begin. In five, four, three. Two. Two strangers are drawn to a mysterious pharmaceutical trial that will, they're assured, with no complications or side effects whatsoever, solve all of their problems permanently. Things do not go as planned. Boom! That's yeah. the synopsis. That this, is the synopsis. This, this is how you do it. That is that is the synopsis for Maniac, an original Netflix series now available. Um, limited series, ten episodes. Check it out. Taylor. What did you think of Maniac? High level thoughts, non spoilery. Oh, okay. Switching it up. Asking me first. Because you always come at me first. I do. I do come at you first. Let you take this one. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, Two days. 
Yeah, two days. I, I watched it in two days. Um, I was hooked from the first episode. Um, I watched... Because I didn't know what it was about at all, really. Um, I knew there was... It was kind of trippy. Um, kind of mind-bendy. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was like, yeah, I'm in. Whatever. So I watched the first episode, and I thought like the concept was very interesting, even though within that first episode, you're not really introduced to the full concept of the show. No, not at all. But I feel like the setup was so well executed. Mm -hmm. Like, so, um, we were talking earlier, um, sorry, we were talking earlier about True Detective, yeah. uh, True Detective, and, the, and the, the connection is, uh, Kerry Fukunaga is the director oh. of all of the episodes. Joji Fukunaga. Yes, and he also helped develop the show in its entirety. So he directed all the episodes. Um, and then, uh, the writer, um, the writer slash creator, Patrick Somerville, wrote all 10 episodes. Um, he might have been like a co-writer on a couple, but he's the, the it was the showrunner um, was Patrick Somerville um, pretty much. And then obviously created and directed and all that stuff with uh, Fukunaga, who has had uh, really good success with what he's done. He's definitely got a different eye. Like, so with his work on True Detective, like he wrote the, um, he wrote the It screenplay, this latest adaptation that oh. came out. Um, is he doing the second part too? He also directed. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I I, th I think that news is out there. If it is him, but I don't know. Um, also directed *Beast of No Nation*, um, starring Idris Elba. That is a Netflix original as well. Um, I think it was first Netflix movie nominated for an Oscar. I think. Um, I don't know if the movie was, but like part some they got a nomination yeah. on some aspect. Um, and he is also the guy taking over the new Bond. The, the next Bond that's coming out is going to be Kerry Fukunaga. Oh, yep. that's interesting. It was going to be Danny Boyle, but they went to Kerry Fukunaga. Yeah, um, I remember uh, hearing that Danny Boyle was out. So, yeah, so anyway, with with Fukunaga behind the directorial helm, um, I could... Just the execution of the pilot itself was so well done. I felt like I was watching a movie. I really did. Like, from the, cam from the camera movements and, like, some of the... Because one thing that we kind of don't see a whole lot in big blockbusters we go see is a standard camera movement called the zoom, zooming in and zooming out. We don't see that a whole lot. It was present in older cinema and it kind of has this feel to it where it's organic but artificial at the same time. It's kind of hard to describe. And there's a couple instances of that happening within the first episode and it doesn't feel awkward. It just feels like, it feels like I'm watching a movie that was made either five or ten years ago but in a, on an indie platform like that's what it feels like to me so this had a very indie feel to it um i loved the this like you had mentioned it i think on the last episode like the kind of future it's created where retro it's retro futurism yeah where it's in a way it could be it could be taking place place at the exact same moment we are but it's a different reality like everything is advanced technologically wise but aesthetically it looks like everything's from the 80s like yeah. that's you know I, I, I dug that. I dug just kind of the different interpretation of how things could have been. Um, I was very surprised that Jonah Hill playing a very dramatic role and very different role. And yeah. I feel like he freaking nailed it. Um, so well, he, yeah. Like his just like melancholy and how so oh, he was oh, yeah. for a lot of it. Oh yeah. Uh, just like I bought it. Like he oh, was yeah, for zoned sure. out um, and disconnected. And it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah I thought, I mean... I liked a lot of stuff about the show. Um, I don't think I had too many. I, I have like one or two things we can talk to when we get we talk about when we get into spoilers. Yeah. But uh, overall, I thought it was really well executed. I thought it was a very good look at 
mental health, which I feel like a lot of projects out nowadays are about yeah. some kind of mental health. Um, but I feel like they really, they really nailed it. They, they, they got it really well. Um, I enjoyed how much of a dark comedy it was. Like, it, it really was a dark comedy, but a little more on the serious. But it had like it was more like, as weird as it was, it had a lot of heart behind it in a yeah. way. Like it never, nothing ever felt over the top or contrived. You know, you were kind of rooting for everyone you saw, um, which was really cool. I just enjoyed it. Um, do I have anything else in my notes? I took I took notes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just um, I just really enjoyed it. Like I didn't, not that I didn't think I would. It's just a show that I hadn't really heard too much about. Yeah. Um, and with the power behind it, I'm surprised I didn't. Like when it came out, I was like, oh, Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Oh, okay, that's cool. But I didn't know who all was actually behind everything. So yeah. that was kind of neat. Um, I actually hadn't heard about it at all until I think maybe you texted the group chat and you were like, I'm watching Maniac right now. And I was like, what is Maniac? <laughs> and I. Got on Netflix and it was right there and I was like, oh, interesting. Oh, well, here we go. Well, <laughs> well, one of the reasons I have figured out and I thought I reckon I thought I recognized his name. So Patrick Somerville is the other co-creator mm -hmm. of the show, wrote all the episodes. He was a writer on The Leftovers, which is one of my favorite shows of the past ten years. Um, there you have it. Well, there we go. So that's the connection right there. And he also wrote a, wrote some episodes of the American adaptation of The Bridge, which I think I only watched a couple episodes of that first season. Um, but that was a, that was an FX show, um, with uh, people I can't remember their names. So, uh, <laughs> cool story. Uh, but wait, what, uh, what about you, Mark? What did you think? Yes, uh, I mean I enjoyed this a lot too. Uh, which, based on our conversations, you wouldn't think that because I was like I fell asleep watching this several times. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just I have the bad habit of getting comfortable while watching Netflix, uh, and then I wake up like seven episodes later. I gotta rewind and figure out where I left off, and it's a whole thing. But it's a uh, whole thing. That's how Netflix works for me. <laughs> um, but no, I enjoyed it. I thought the acting was actually fantastic. Again, like Emma Stone and Jonah Hill had not seen together since Superbad. Mm -hmm. And so I was expecting just like kind of some raunchiness and like that kind of humor. And it really wasn't there. It was actually a more dramatic portrayal. Uh, I mean, there was some like humor and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, at weird moments sometimes too, I feel like. But overall, like, the tone of this, yeah, was very different from what I'm used to seeing both of them in. Uh, and I, so I thought they both did a, a fantastic job of that. Um, and yeah, like, the whole thing we kind of talked about, the retrofuturism, I thought that was very interesting um, because it was very, like, new but old. Uh, and so, and then the ad buddies, which we talked about uh, <laughs> yeah. last week, too, which is not far off from where we are now, mm -hmm. I feel like. Um, I mean, if you can show me a bunch of ads and get me a, a free ticket to somewhere, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of interesting. Um, the look it takes. I feel like we're taking a look at two different people and kind of their mental illness, and they're both different, and how they deal with that. Uh, just disease or strife or like uh, whatever you want to call it is interesting because it's very it's two very different paths of progression through yeah uh this story yeah and i just yeah i think it was very well written i think it was very well done uh and the performances absolutely sold it jeff jeff watches too you know and yeah i actually did watch this, this is like the when's first... the last time you watched something that we watched uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> this is the first one that I, I actually watched beforehand or right. like like in preparation for yeah, this. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I really liked it. Um, but I, you know, I, I think actually like I was surprised because I thought you guys would like it more for like the story and, and what it was telling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was, again, like you guys, I was absolutely sold on the acting. Um, I was not expecting it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really were able to sell the emotion and kind of the emotional like unstableness of what was going on in their, mm-hmm. in their story. Um, so I thought that was really, really good mm-hmm. um, and unexpected. Um, and then the second thing was, you know, I, I didn't like really attach to the story, but what I really did enjoy um, was the underlying tones of you know things such as the kind of the what would you call it the, the realism the the like past retro retro futurism, retro futurism that's what you call it okay, I think I it's an like, actual term I don't yeah I think, I think, yeah, I think it is. okay um, yeah no <laughs> I Mark didn't coin that there's no, no way <laughs> come on can I give him some credit <laughs> let's just say it I think yeah. we live in an age where you can just say you, you made can, it I can just say I did things yeah. that's how things work now. yeah that's how the news works right yeah now. exactly. I did that. That's me. <laughs> Retrofuturism. Write it down. Retrofuturism. Um, no, I, I, I thought that um, I really liked the underlying themes more than I liked the story. Um, and actually, so I, I too also fell asleep during some of these episodes. And I, I honestly think it's not just because I fall asleep during Netflix episodes. I think it's because the story didn't grip me. It was I was just more enjoying like the, the kind of... Situational, the, yeah, the, 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 the subtle things that you know the story doesn't even really affect at all. It's more just like the commentary on society and like where it could be or where it maybe will be in the future, or you know things like that 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 really had no effect on the where the where the the show was actually going. Mm-hmm. Um, so so those things were the probably the things that I was most in, most interested and most surprised by and appealed by. Okay, so from here on out. Spoilers. Sorry, can't say. What's that word you use? Spoilers. I like that word. Before we uh, kind of dive into, like, our, our spoiler dis- discussions start out chronologically and then they go haywire, and yeah. I'm totally cool with that. Um, I just want to say a quick shout out to how happy I was just like Sally Field shows up and I'm like, hey, right. Sally Field. And then Hank Azaria shows up and I'm like, whoa, what's Hank Azaria doing here? Um, and also in the second or third episode, I can't remember, uh, Justin Throw shows up, becomes a series regular cast member, uh, huge fan of him and a lot of the stuff he's done. And, and his VR porn that he made. And his <laughs> introduction. <laughs> what did it say? Like, oh, the thing it said like the suck tube. It was suck tube. <laughs> That's what it was. It was. So the introduction <laughs> of all these characters, starting with, um, Owen and Annie, yeah. is you're introduced to them and all their problems in kind of a very, con- I would say, conventional way. Yeah. Um, you get a little bit of humor from them because you relate to them and what they're trying to make of their lives. But the introduction of Justin Thoreau's character is just 100% comedy. Yeah. Now, if you if, even if you include his, like... Uh, Priestess of Atlantis. <laughs> even if you include... Uh, his little like uh, video tutorial that plays when the subjects first get there. Yeah. I'm like, this is great. Like, uh, you hate Lost. Did you watch Lost? No, I hate it. Okay. Anyway, for all you for all you Lost fans out there, um, fuck both of you. <laughs> um, for all you Lost fans out there, um, big we gotta go back. Big kind of um, uh, sorry. Kind of homages in a way to the Dharma in it, the uh, the Dharma initiative from Lost. Um, 
in the way that kind of these subjects were presented and like what their task was and like how they were um, communicated information. Um, but anyway, even in his introduction, this cheesy introduction of like what's going to happen in the study and you are a part of something big, whether it's that being ridiculous or the fact that we, in the second or third episode, when we're introduced to him physically, he's in VR porn using a device called the suck tube over his junk. <laughs> and then in typical fashion, he stands up and it's still just kind of hanging. And there. Mark, how excited were you to see tentacles? <laughs> Again. When I brought up hentai, <laughs> not tentacles involved. Taylor always goes to tentacles. How excited were you to see tentacles? I was like, you know what? I, I was thinking of you. <laughs> well, that's weird. That, that's I was weird. like, tentacles. Mark, Mark's enjoying this. That's what I thought to myself. Tentacles. I wonder what Mark's doing right now. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. Princess Atlantis. <laughs> Anyway, oh, God Almighty. so that kind of, kind of goes into the dark comedy of this whole thing, how just it's it's funny but it's fucked up. Like that's pretty much what this is. Yeah. And as the show goes on, obviously we get we delve into more meaningful stuff. Um, also, they they quick cut to everything, but it seemed like everything they showed in the quick succession while uh, I forget. Yeah, sorry, I forget her name. The the female uh, scientist. Um, uh, it starts with an S, Doctor. When she's kind of like looking around the room, I feel like everything that they zoomed in on had holes in it. Oh, I was wrong, Doctor Fujita. Oh, <laughs> oh, the actress's first name starts with an S. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Of. Sorry. Um, like there's floppy disks that have like the giant hole in it. There's a pie that it looks like he may have fucked. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. There's like all these he things. Definitely fucked that pie. jar of peanut butter. There's like some yep. lube. There's like all these things have like holes in them, and I was like, yeah. Hmm. And we're, that's alluded to the fact that later on when Sally Field talks about his coping mechanism was over over excessive masturbation. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just I was like, but who you. among us hasn't? No, I'm just kidding. That's messed up. Awkward pause. Let's keep this as awkward as possible. Just stay real silent. Finish the sentence. Finish the sentence. <laughs> no, probably don't. Um, um, definitely don't. Go. No, and then uh, yeah, like when they when they're kind of bringing everyone through, yes. it, it is very like typical introduction for like the the first few characters anyway. Yeah, you're introduced to them and their lives and kind of how things are falling apart for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're like, "There's a way out." Here's, yeah, here's this study. Yeah, uh, Neverdean Pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. I can remember Neverdean. I can't remember Doctor Fujita. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, like the introduction that way, uh, very very standard, and we get to the trials, and, and it's also kind of interesting because uh, Owen is there legitimately, uh, and then this is where um, Annie, 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 Annie. Mm-hmm. Annie. Uh, thanks for waiting, blackmails for waiting, mm-hmm. and so this too kind of. I feel like aligns with their paths through the whole thing. Yeah. Where it's, for Annie, it's been very forced. She has been reliving this trauma using the A-pill. That Dr. Morimoto. You're right, yeah. uh, That his son has been providing her um, to the A-pill. You relive the worst day of your life. The most traumatic incident in your life. And uh, so she's been abusing this pill, 
and reliving the day her sister died. Uh, and she was originally trying to get into the trial just to get more of the pill. Um, while Owen, on the other hand, is legitimately like, I have a problem, like, I, I need to fix myself. Yeah. Um, and it's also partially driven by his fake brother that shows up and, like, tells him there's patterns and he needs to save the world. Yeah, yeah, the, the version of, a bro- of his brother that's in his head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, there's, it's two very separate paths, and that's kind of how this whole thing goes along, and then at the end they kind of converge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was, that was interesting, especially, like, their, I can tap on the table, uh, <laughs> their progression through each of the pills. Yeah. Um, and each of the pills, like, with the first pill especially, uh, Owen doesn't take it at first. And they're like, he was awake, like. Right. We need to redo this. Yeah. Um, we never actually see his worst day. No. They don't ever show that. He replays the day he made up. Yeah. To talk to them about it. But then the day he describes to Annie that was actually what he saw on the A-pill. Yeah. We never see that. Yeah. Uh, and that's interesting. But that plays in heavily to his, his B-pill. Or no, C-pill moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... Th- I thought that was interesting that that, I think his progression is more how the system was supposed to work. Like the ABC. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Like he was very, as much as he like took it upon himself to be like, I need help. I'm going to go do this. He was definitely the more passive of the two. mm -hmm. Like from the very first moments that we see Annie, the first thoughts I have of her when she's crushing that pill up with a TV remote, I'm like that she's, practical and resourceful so everything she's going to do in this entire show is going to be a with purpose for a goal intended so snorting your pills is practical i mean it's like efficient. no 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 it's it's, it's, it's efficient it's, uh, Mark. it's efficient but also in the, like using the things that are that's are, that are around her like oh a tv remote is right here i'm going to use that the yeah. fact that he's trying to get into this trial to get more drugs is she's she, like oh, okay I mean, let's, let's wait to do this stop or whatever the doxing uh, oh yeah that's that does that that that's like a black market thing that is that would be mainstream is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like we can kidnap her daughter for like 500 more and Yeah. Like, like what? what? No. Like who is we? Like the company? Like Yeah. And also friend proxy. The other company it's like you meet up for a friend date and the one person like the, the person that hired you just starts talking and, you just and you're supposed to, to fill the gaps. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Um <laughs> that that whole like th- again the whole thing with how that the society exists, yeah. the doxing, the friend proxy, the ad buddies, mm-hmm. like it's all pretty close proximity to real. I feel like yeah. which is weird and kind of twisted uh, a little bit. Um, that it's kind of it's brought to the forefront though, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the attention's drawn to it. Um, well, I think they I think they just take a lot of concepts of reality that we have right now. And just kind of like go like one step further. Yeah. Yeah. Like friend buddy, it's like, well, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's Tinder. Tinder. It's Tinder, but for friends. But like, yeah. Like, isn't there an app? There's an app, right? I'm sure there's an app for like platonic friends. I'm sure that thing exists. Well, this, the difference would be like you're hiring someone to play your friend as opposed to meeting somebody as a friend. I mean, we're splitting hairs, but like the fact that like that is the thing in this future is kind of crazy where you're almost like, I mean, Kind of these successful sci-fi stuff or like 
finding the absurdity but also the equivalent and what we're seeing on the screen to like what's in real life like we see friend proxy and we're like oh what the what the fuck's up with that like is it, it i think maybe it's just as fucked up as faking your way into a clinical trial to get pills like yeah. what's uh, what what sickness are we trying to address yeah. that day pretty much um so but yeah anyway uh for annie like her whole journey was very like kind of active in a way um and owens was just kind of like along for the ride but not in like a super passive dull way because he really had a mission of mine and it was to get better it yeah. was like to be better um i i thought the yeah the whole concept of the retro futures when we were talking about word of the day um the whole production design and all that stuff was was amazing and i loved that outside of his apartment it alternated between an oral b ad and a jolly rancher stuff that was i thought that was amazing that was like that's so fucking perfect like i, I also got like a here's lot the of, cause of your cavities and here's the thing you fix it for like that's like that's ad that dichotomy yeah yeah the right. advertising like ugh, makes so much fucking sense i also like so many there were so many like tributes i felt like to blade runner almost where again it's like futuristic and a lot of asian inspired futurism to like that kind of whole thing what um, do you mean you talking about like just like neon or like neon there was a lot of asian characters asian symbols the uh people running the trial yeah um they were shouting japanese at people whatever mm-hmm. um but there was just i a, got a isle of dogs vibe a bit yeah yeah i see it from the whole hey! like that's the last one that I saw. That hey! That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That yeah, that was, that was a good one. Um, we agreed on that one. That was our shortest episode, I think. Because uh, we were both like, yeah, it's good. We liked it. Yeah. That was, was I think time. the last one we did, The Predator, was our shortest one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because we are like, Olivia Munn and, and Olivia Munn was great. That yeah. was cool. Uh, <laughs> um, um, but yeah, anyway. Bring it back to this. Um, no, like, there's a lot, like, a lot of rainy scenes, dark nights, that kind of, again, retro-futurism, and uh, just Asian themes, like, uh, just reminded me a lot of Blade Runner, not like, oh, there's like replicants and like whatever, and it just, I don't know, that theme of like, this future, but then also very Asian-inspired. Seeing Justin Throw actually had, I had flashbacks to Mute, because very similar to like, time- yeah. Place setting. Same ridiculous hair. <laughs> <laughs> but that was more like future future. I I, yeah, I know that, but like the the like the the like the lights and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah. So if you're gonna argue that Blade Runner is retro futurism, then like but that takes place like in like way later in the future. It's supposed to, yeah. Yeah. yeah so but obviously like the tech when they made that movie was right dated now when we're watching it. Eighties. Yeah. Um Lots of lots of bonsai trees. Speaking yeah. of Asian stuff, there's bonsai trees fucking everywhere. I love the fact that after Doctor Morning Moto died, and um, Justin Thoreau's character, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Mantle Ray. Mantle Ray. Doctor Mantle Ray took over. He kept the picture of his son on that desk. Like every time, <laughs> like every time they cut to like kind of they the, showed, the, like the desk. Yeah, the camera like, moved to his side of the desk and showed like who was sitting on the other side. Like the picture of Morimoto's son was just always in there. He probably didn't change anything. No, he probably didn't. I just thought thought it was so funny. Like, he came in and didn't, like, take over. He just came in and just started working. Like, he didn't... It was almost... I I don't know if that's... 
it was kind of hard to gauge his kind of character motivations in a way because once Sally Field enters the picture, like that character, his mother is kind of cutting him down. So you don't know if the stuff he is doing is he, if the mother is supposed to be right in the situation or if the mother is supposed to be wrong in the situation. Because a lot of times her mother will, mother will come in and it's just a thing. Um, a mother character will come in and either fix it or just completely act as an antagonist. So it's yeah. kind of hard to get gauge that because she's telling him that she's doing that he's doing these things wrong and we're not seeing the things that he's doing go well. Yeah. But we're not seeing them not working. Like yeah. I'm using a lot of knots in there, but I feel like they're the, not not working. Right, right. I feel like the point I'm trying to make is that it was hard to tell if he was succeeding or not. Yeah. And so when he came in, I felt like he truly wanted to accomplish this work and it had nothing to do with his name on it because it was something that him and Dr. Morimoto worked in together and then he got kind of like banned or had the episode or whatever like that and didn't really like try to discredit anything after the ex after he left the experiment. So when he comes back, he's literally just taking over the work and not going out and putting his name on everything. Yeah. Like he's taking over just Morimoto's role. I think the, the whole mother aspect of it feeds into the overall story where like Greta or Gertie, Gertie, was, Gertie. I thought it was Greta too, but yeah, Gertie. Yeah, Gertie was the mom. GRTA was yeah. the computer, but mm -hmm. Gertie was what? They called her Gertie, yeah. yeah. Um, Which I don't know why they call her. Why didn't they call her Greta? I don't know. But maybe, oh wait, her name, like Sally Field's character name was was Greta. So they wanted, yeah, her name was Greta, so they didn't want to they call, call it Greta, that. so they called well, it yeah, Gertie. yeah, the acronym was Greta. Right. So again, there's just, they're trying to, to separate that. But then when Sally Fields goes into the, the dream world and is talking to Gertie mm -hmm. and trying to help her, mm -hmm. Gertie ends up kind of turning the tables on her and she's like, oh, you think you know me? And like they have that exchange mm -hmm. where it's almost like the computer simulation of the mother knows better than the mother. Yeah. And then the mom comes out and tries to play it off. But like I think that's the tipping point where we see that Mantle Ray has been successful because, like, his mom, who's supposed to come in and fix things for him, yeah. goes in and ends up being fixed and yeah. then sent out. Yeah. Where she, like, gets, she escapes, she's like, get me out of here, get me out she of here. She gets shook. And then she's she like, shook. she's like, yeah. that, like, that was too real. And I think that's part of it is, like, that's where that, that balance of power kind of shifts. And she realizes that, you know, he's changed and he's made something that will be for the betterment of people mm -hmm. and then she that's when she she's like I have to go and I have to go like take care of something and I'm out um, yeah yeah it was kind of yeah, it almost it was it was I read it as not that I see I see what you're saying but I read it as like when she was le like when she left and all that stuff like he it fixed him in the stand in the from the standpoint of like maybe alright look Although it's not the worst thing in the world, like let maybe try and patch something up because if she hadn't come in, we wouldn't have ended up succeeding anyway because we would have no idea what to do. But then she's like, "No, I, I'm going to be in the country for a while," and so on. I love that she said seven continents. I wanted somebody to be like Antarctica. Like you're going, yeah. <laughs> you're doing a book tour in Antarctica. Like what? People read books in Antarctica. <laughs> I know they do that, but like, just like a city tour. What city? Like you're going, you're going to a, a, a research station, a research yeah. station in the South Pole. Um, but I was like, yeah, I, was, I read that as like, yeah, that's that's never going to get fixed. Like, that's like, you don't need 
her. Like, she's not going to be around, so don't worry about it. Kind yeah, of thing. I took that as just her, like, I'm leaving. Here's mm-hmm. my excuse as to why I'm leaving. Oh, ex- yeah, excuse, definitely. Yeah, I guess you're saying. Oh. Um, one of the other things that bothered me, <laughs> this very last episode, when um, Owen has to go on the stand and lie uh, and perjure himself, and then, like, the prosecution, like, shows the videotape or whatever like that, and the communication between the defense attorney and Owen's brother is just kind of like, like general whispering or whatever like that and i'm like really like you knew like the way a court case works is like you have access to all the evidence that you each side has access to the same evidence so like you didn't prepare for the fact that there was a video example of this act happening that is clearly him yeah and you're going off of the fact of owen is that does that look like your brother like that what i was like that was that was terrible court case but (laughs) but i think it didn't matter that, like, the... Well, Judge Adams, where's this gavel? Bang. Um, at the table. I know! I'll use, I'll use Louise as my gavel. Um, oh, Louise. She would have a gavel. She would have a gavel. Uh, but I don't know, I just, like, that or that irked me, but not in a way to completely ruin the scene and the fact that Owen was like, no, I can't do yeah, this. I, can't I have this to, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not a liar, you know, and, and he goes on that, and then... That's where I was like, fucking kill you yeah. and all that stuff. It's like, well, you, there you go. You're dead now. Yeah, well, oh, too bad. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I, I thought, I thought it was smart for Annie and Owen's relationship to not be romantic because I felt like that's the default. Yeah. Like when you go into something like that, to have them end up just being uh, friends who are there for each other because at the end of the day, like, a lot, this, like, the story itself is not a new story. It's the, it's like people going through mental illness, like, you need you need your your crew, man. You need to get through it with your support system. But the way it was conveyed, I felt like was really well done. And I think one of the things I'm struggling to put this in the words because I'm trying to think of everything I'm trying to say before I actually say it. You got this. I got this. Okay. So I think what I really liked about this show um, now is you had. I think you had told me it was like. A mind fuck. I mm-hmm. think that was like, and for me, it didn't really seem like that because I would say, um, if any of you guys ever watched uh, any episodes of Legion on FX, that shows mind fuck because you're like, happened. you're like, what is happening? Like all kinds of like weird flashbacks and all that stuff. I feel like all the weirdness that happens in Maniac, like it feels it feels uh, justified and real in a way because mm-hmm. you're like, look. We are going into a dream state now. This is a dream state. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, oh, is this is really it, happening? Yeah. You know, yeah. where are we going? And I think that's part of the appeal that that really got to me was, you know, I would I would have enjoyed a show like that where I couldn't tell what actually was happening or wasn't happening. But the way they structured it in that, like, we're gonna have weird things happen, but it's in the framework of an experimental drug trial, and we're gonna let you know when it's happening. I feel like was the smart way to do it. Yeah. Like if they, to your point about the zooms earlier, like if they had shown them in the chairs, kind of focused on their faces, and then pulled back, and they got up out of the chairs, and then went about doing what they were doing, and then that started happening and being weird. Yeah. Like, and you're like, is this like in the trial? Yeah. Are we in the dream? Like, what's happening? Yeah, they just got up out of the chairs. Like, if it it segued in that way, I think then you'd be like, yeah, this is weird. What's going on exactly? But yeah, they were very like, Everyone's laid down, colors change, eyes right. closed, scene cut. Mm-hmm. We're in some kind of alternate 80s. We're in 
uh, some weird like mafia thing. Or yeah. in, like, By the way, what was your favorite dream? Mine was the lemur. <laughs> the the, the B, B trial? Yeah. Where yeah. they were together? Yeah, where they were together and she had like this, uh, like the nor- like the Northern Jersey, New York, West Philadelphia accent, or East Philadelphia accent. And, got, got any coffee? And they're, <laughs> and they're like trying to like return this lemur. I, that was my favorite kind of dream state that they were in, personally. Um, I don't know. Like, the sea got weird. Um, the what? The, the, the sea. Oh, oh, yeah, the sea trial. Sea pill. I was um, like, were they on the pirate ship, but I missed something? <laughs> with the, the whole, like, Lord of the Rings-esque, like, fantasy setting yeah. uh, bit for Annie. Yeah. And then, again, like, the mafioso kind of bit for, uh, for Owen. Mm-hmm. And then he fucking, he turns into an eagle and flies to her and then he gets shot down. A hawk. And, oh, a hawk. Sorry. Because Sorry. he rescued a hawk when he was a kid. Yeah, the, the hawk that his brother killed with a hammer. Yeah. Uh, because it, because it ate his gerbil or something. Yeah, it ate his gerbil. Um, sorry, a hawk uh, gets shot down and the whole time he's like, Annie, I'm a hawk. <laughs> I'm here to save you. <laughs> Then he gets shot down and just ends up in the... That was simultaneously, like, like, you're in the dream and you realize what he's trying to do, so you're, like, you're in it for the emotional impact, but you're, like, he's screaming he's a hawk. Like, you have to laugh. And then it it cuts... me, I'm a hawk! Yeah. yeah. And then it cuts to Annie's perspective, and it's just the hawk, like, making noises, just, like, screeching. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And... So that was... That was a a little odd. But I think... Was it... Hawkward? Hawkward. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. That's uh, the rap, epic rap battles of history. Hashtag Hawkward. <laughs> um, We've hit a new low. Um, Thank you all two people that are watching. Yeah. We're glad you're still here. <laughs> Including Jeff, probably. I would laugh nope, if it went down. Now. I was like, I would laugh if it went down to one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but I actually think I like the C trial the best. Mm-hmm. Because for each of them, like that was them trying to move forward or... Mm-hmm. Not wanting to move forward because again, Annie also then was like, No, she's like, I'm gonna stay. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if I have a chance to stay with my sister, I'm gonna do it. And so she's not ready to move on yet. Yeah, and she's the one who's like not considered crazy. Like, she leaves the trial and she goes home. Mm-hmm. Owen ends up being committed, obviously, for the, the stand and things like yeah. that, other things that are going on. But that was his family's doing, too. yeah. Like, yeah. it and wasn't it, like the government, it was like, You are unfit. It was like his family's like, Fuck you, go to an institution. Well, but he wants to be better, too. Yeah. And so, it, like, that weird, like, again, their paths, they're kind of going along parallel. They cross over every now and then. But she is very active, but then also, like, denying progress. Like, she still is caught up in that her sister's gone. Yeah. Like, the shit she said to her was awful. Mm-hmm. And, like, still can't get past that. And I don't think she ever necessarily does like she has that moment of like a real conversation with her dad when she goes back yeah and they're like yeah i don't think it's a, it's it's not necessarily and now we're delving into like how do you deal with like loss itself and yeah i don't think you like you can't really get past it yeah i think they actually say it i'm also i'm also right now i'm also re-watching uh fringe because nicole hasn't seen it i thought mm-hmm. she'd like it she's just digging it so far so i'm also simultaneously watching that which is another very mind-bending show yeah and it was so it was either in Maniac or something on Fringe that I was watching that kind of coincided where it was like it's not 
about like getting over like moving through the loss and stuff. Like it's like living with it. So yeah. you have to learn to kind of like uh, just handle what's happening and not like move away from it or anything like that. I did feel that her story of the two, like of Annie or Owen, her story was probably more. Um, I was more I was more emotionally in, emotionally invested in it. From I feel like it like her story meant more. From maybe like uh, well, we also well, saw also, more of it because we the, did. like we that did. initial trauma we yeah. saw, and that kind of goes back to where I mentioned yeah. Owen's thing. We never saw it's I, yeah. I think with him, it's just kind of a it's just this thing that's yeah. like ongoing. With him. Uh, I never quite got the whole Olivia thing because apparently it was a relationship that he had had. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we never we never go back to the because again moment. The, the a trial they we don't ever see that. Yeah. he tells her about it and mm-hmm. he's like. There was a girl named Olivia. Like, I really liked her. She was really easy to talk to. We spent a lot of time together. He's like, but, like, he's like, uh, my brother, like, the, the fake brother or whatever, showed up and told me to watch out for her. That parents had planted her. Yeah. He's like, I started confronting her about it, and she freaked out. Yeah. And he kind of confronts that in the C trial where they're sitting down and they're talking mm-hmm. in, where, the, where, in where, the diner. Where he's post Malone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> He plays Post Malone really well. He does. <laughs> uh, but where they're sitting down in the diner, and she's telling the story about her ex-boyfriend who, like, freaked out and, like, said she was, like, uh, talking with the FBI and, like, this, this, and this. Yeah. And he's kind of confronting that where he's, like, he's, like, sounds like that guy had some problems. Like, did he ever apologize? Did he get a chance to do that? And she was, like, no. She, like, never spoke to him again. And he's, like, I bet he's real sorry. Like. Yeah. I'm, like. And so, like. Again, I just found that so interesting because we don't see his until later, but we see Annie's up front. Like, well, I wonder... We still if, don't ever see his. We don't see what well, happened. We, we see, hear we, about we, it. We hear about it. So, well, all right. So, one of the things I'm trying to say is, like, we... Okay, we literally see yes. Annie's thing. Yes. We are exposed to Owen's situation by talking through it. Mm-hmm. But once we get into like kind of those dream states, I feel like it becomes more honest because it's supposed to be the moment when like through subconscious and all things like that. Yeah. But when he like even early on, if and when he physically talks about it, it's I think it's maybe just a narrative style because in certain shows I I've, I've seen if they have a constant um theme of showing you what happened and then you go to a character who tells you what happened, it's implying that the telling is actually a lie. That, that that's something that they're saying didn't actually happen. So I was a little bit invested in like, like when he said when he said what his problem was during the A trial. I yeah. was like, is that really like I, I I had hesitation. I was like, is that really what yeah. went wrong? Well, because he has his other story too, where he's like, the worst day was like my brother's engagement to his fiance, who yeah. I have feelings for. Yeah. And so like yeah, we kind of have this, Adelaide. Yeah, this most British name ever. We have these like multiple things with him as well as the blip yeah and so like there's a lot kind of building for him that's all his problem yeah yeah uh then maybe like there's not necessarily one worst day except if the a pill is the worst day then the olivia thing Mm -hmm. is kind of where he feels like he fucked up Mm -hmm. um but yeah i thought it was weird that we never actually saw that experience and we just hear him talk about it First, after that second, well, the first time he's actually made to take the A-pill, and he's recounting that to Annie, and then during the C-pill, where he's 
confronting her about it and like they're having that conversation and he's like a kind of a, a catharsis there where he's like yeah, I bet he's sorry like he fucked up uh, and yeah I just thought that was weird that his again was just more like kind of the path that's supposed to be for yeah. like the um, the worst day and then like the I forget what the B pill's supposed to be um, it's like a remapping yeah and then the, the I love how they in that video like they highlighted each one and they like said what it stood for but it didn't start with like an A or a B like they made yeah. it, they were like trying to convince you that like it stood for something but it was really just ABC yeah well then when they're talking about the pills after the fact though they do have C like, is confrontation which, yeah. but that's like that's it though yeah yeah but B is like that remapping thing which B, some behavioral or something maybe like, yeah something like that um because yeah they they use A B and C words like when referring to the pills, but yeah, in that video, they yeah. weren't specifically <laughs> yeah. tied to that letter. Um, <laughs> Thumbs up. Uh, but yeah, um, I forgot where our original thought was with this, but... Uh, <laughs> that's that's oh yeah, kind of what we, we do we get squirrely. That's kind of what we do here. Um, I, ju- I just think the progressions were interesting and different, where Owen seemed... I guess they both at the end had kind of come to grips with what was going on, but yeah. in different ways. Yeah. And then to your point, that's kind of like people deal with things differently mm-hmm. and the way you move forward. Like, as long as you're moving forward is kind of the important thing. Yeah. Um, so, so I've got a question for you guys. And sure. I, I don't think we've, I don't think we've mentioned it yet. Um, but one of the things that I thought really kind of rang through um, Emma Stone's character, and I'm drawing a blank on her name, Annie, sorry. Annie. Uh, Annie's, Annie's story um, was addiction right yeah. like mm-hmm. so she's she's addicted to these a pills before she even gets into this trial um and one of the things that i i found quite interesting about her addiction is that like her addiction is kind of like she's addicted to what's going to end up curing her right like she's addicted to the worst part of her past basically mm-hmm. and like she's so attached to this part but like it you have to get over that part and it's kind of like you have to get over that addiction uh, did you guys get any sort of like addictive like kind of personality? Like, w- did you get any as like subtle undertones of addiction in what she, what her character story was trying to say? Um, I mean, if you could, this might be a rough parallel, but the her addiction her addiction to the pills that she was taking was simultaneously an addiction to the grief like addicted to the grief of like the loss of her sister um so in a way yeah i could definitely see that um they have that conversation with morimoto too where they bring them into the office it's like uh one five and nine mm-hmm. so owen annie and the guy who brought the rubbers yeah um <laughs> the guy who will forever be known as the trojan guy. man trojan, <laughs> trojan man um but she goes in she's talking to morimoto before he dies and uh, <laughs> cracked me up so much when he died? Yeah. <laughs> it's it was, uh, 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 and his, <laughs> his head flies um, right down. But he talks about it where he was like, yeah, he's like, most people wouldn't understand why they go back to like the most traumatic experience. He's like, most people. And she was like, so like you get it. And they kind of had that brief moment and then he died. But um, she goes out and she talks to Owen about it and she was like, yeah, the A-pill makes you relive the worst moment of your life. And she's like, I fucking love it. Uh, she's like, but it's because I get to be, be with my sister. My sister yeah. yeah. Um, I have to relive those awful things I said to her, but I'm still with her. Yeah. 
so yeah, addiction to a feeling, addiction, I mean, it's all kind of, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she doesn't get addicted to the subsequent portions of the trial. Uh, and she doesn't actually go back to it either, though, I guess, so that's progress. Like, mm-hmm. she's not, like, shaking people down for A-pills or anything like that. But it's, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like the true addiction was to her sister and not to the actual pills. Because yeah. once she moved beyond A, it was B and then C, and then the trial was over, and then it was done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so she goes and has, like, a real conversation with her dad. Um, Who was in the A-void. Yeah. <laughs> what are you shaking your head for? I Like, it took me... And I still don't even think I understand fully the concept of what they were going for with that pod. With the, with the Avoid? Yes. Like, Cause what Avoid is Avoid means avoid. I mean, like I, you I <laughs> got that. yourself away. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. I did get Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. But, yeah, like, why? What was it doing? Like Seclusion. I, I, I think it was it. Like, almost like a sensory deprivation tank in a way, maybe. Because that's what it kind of looked like. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. But like I didn't understand like what was it? I guess I guess my biggest thing was I didn't understand what was going on inside of that, mm, and I and I wanted to know what was going on inside of that. I think more of like, yeah, I think that's like a mystery that's like not important in a way. Like well, like there's gonna be certain things in shows like that where like yeah. what was going on with that? Well, it doesn't fucking matter. But I want to know. You I mean, know, I, don't yeah, think, I think they talked about it a little bit when she comes back and she's like, "I'm sorry, the wrong daughter died," and so like she thinks it's like him pulling away from the world because the daughter that he cared about died in the accident. Mm. But he comes and then he's in the window and he's like, no, he's like, that's not, he's like, that's not what it is. But I think that's his dealing with grief is avoidance. Yeah. Um, and again, it, it's a lot of different ways to deal with these issues that yeah. are kind of scattered throughout. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's, yeah. that's all that. I, I guess I was just kind of looking at it like, you know, I, I really wanted to find a way to segue back to the suck tube, right. um, and, and, I, and I have found and I have found my way. But what but like, what is the su- what does the suck is, tube mean? That's yeah. his avoidance. No, no, well, so that 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 kind of what I'm going after right there is it's like they went into all of that detail about like what he was doing like with his life and like mm-hmm. like there's this dad who has lost his daughter. And like, and you're like, I wanted to know he how he was coping with it. And like, all I know is that he's put and... himself in this pod to cope. But with did it. he have a suck tube in there with him? Well, that's the real question. <laughs> no, I just thought it was. I thought it was odd that they didn't go into a little bit more detail on what, what was happening. They weren't there. the focus of the. Like, camp. was it VR? Like, I, like, and again, going back to that. Oh shit! Retro futurism. Yeah. Uh, going back to the retro. You said futurism. that with such contempt. I know, right? <laughs> like, oh, now I'm tired of saying it. Well, no, <laughs> I, I legitimately forgot, and then I remembered. So that was good. Um, but like, I, part of building that world is I wanted to know what was going on, and like, I feel like that was like a cool part of this retro futurism world. <laughs> I did it, uh, and and I felt like they could have gone into more depth there. And again, I, I, I mentioned that I didn't really enjoy the story as much as you guys might have, right. um, because I really was more just immersed in this world and what yeah. was happening right. in the world versus yeah. the actual like plot lines. Well, I guess yeah. this, I guess we've talked about like the supplemental characters and how it's all their ways of dealing with shit too, because mm-hmm. the friend proxies for, uh, what's her face. That's, she's trying to get her into the trial. Patricia. Something like that. Yeah. That gets doxxed. Um, the dad in the avoid, mm-hmm. um, Hank's area, keeping away from the problems. Um, the uh, Mac- Macaray, 
Ray, what's the mantle ray? Mantle ray, uh, mantle ray, submersing himself in yeah VR Patricia. tentacle porn. Um, like, Patricia Lugo, sorry, yeah, yeah. So like, the supplemental characters all have their ways of dealing with shit too. And even the mom was like, kind of avoidance and like her career and helping with things, and then that's how she kind of stayed away from the larger issues. Because mm. uh, they talk about that a bit too, where like mm. his dad left or died or. I forget exactly. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't uh, But then, I think, like, left, and then, because she was like, mom came and slept with me in my bed. Yeah, uh, she, she slept in my bed for way too long. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, all these people have their issues and traumas that they're dealing with, and everyone has their different ways of dealing with them. Our two main characters, though, their progression is through these trials and the kooky, crazy events that happen yeah. through these but I think like yeah, all the supplemental characters tie into that same theme in that everyone's dealing with some shit somehow. Yeah, and I wouldn't necessarily say maybe like it very plot focused. I think it was very character driven because it's about like what these two people mm-hmm. are, are going through and it's not like, oh, what happens now? You know, oh, plot twist. You know, nothing was like super surprising about it. It's just they were literally going through this process of like coming to terms with what they have and how they deal with it and for uh, Dr. Fujita, her uh, crutch was cigarettes. She just smoked a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> that was that was her. That hey, was man, her. That was that was her. Thing. <laughs> um, trying to think what else. I mean, I think we, we covered a lot. Um, shout out to Carl, who was one of the techs who. Uh, Carl. Coral. <laughs> Coral, who uh, braved the gas, putting the gas mask on, and then got shot. <laughs> <laughs> and then got shocked trying to disengage. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> The food cubes. Yeah. Some of those looked enjoyable, actually. Like, it tastes like my cat's uterus. Oh, yeah, that was... Stabbing cat's uterus. That was weird. That was that was strange. Um, I also thought it was cool. Um, Julia Garner, who plays Ellie, Annie's sister, mm-hmm. is also on Ozark, another uh, Netflix show. And she's got, like, a thick southern accent on that one and then we got to hear her play someone without one and then someone with a british fantasy yeah. accent and i was like versatility i also loved in the whole fantasy thing with annie that like halfway through she just drops like the middle earth talk and i was like what the fuck like yeah. <laughs> well, she, that's, they, they kind of had that point in b and c where they're like yeah. oh we figured out like, yeah yeah we're we're not these oh, yeah. people oh and, jo- and uh jonah hill playing like the weird ice icelander like i was dying laughing throughout his whole C plot of him like like Andy like yeah that was good that was good I like that a lot uh, that was so ridiculous I love that we never saw the alien actually I was a big fan of that yeah that was ridiculous um and there was the uh, the weird bit in the the park with the like koala puppet thing that was playing the sloth or whatever that was playing oh, ch- oh yeah when uh, Annie, chess. Annie, Annie goes to um, Dr. Morimoto's son, son to try and get the day and that, that to me was like oh Avenue Q is now like they've they've outsourced their puppets to just play, like it's just another like kind of uh, in a way, like the friend proxy thing it's just like let me find somebody to play chess with and it happens to be a puppet <laughs> yeah yeah, I kind of uh, took it to be a robot. Like, yeah, I was yeah, just like, saying, I was just kind of like, like you can already play chess against a computer. It's not a large, it's not it's a, a large step to play it's a, against a. It's one of the, robot. it's one of the, it's one of the Muppets from Avenue Q. They like put out the pastures. They put it in Central Park to play yeah. chess. It's, it just hangs out here now. Yeah, and that's where it lives. Um, you know, you know what I really wanted to see them do more of. 
uh, is is when uh, kind of Annie and, and Owen first meet each other, and it's kind of like uh, Owen's like on this like quest, right? Like he's right. on this like mission, and he like thinks that he's like got this purpose to and save like the world, yeah, to yeah. save the world, and and he like he, fi- which he, he finds does. Annie, which well, <laughs> he saves his. Gert, Gertie says he did. Yeah. Well, so but but so I I really wanted to see more of I really wanted Annie to like play into that way more because like she she plays into it for like a, a second bit, and then she's, she's like, like nah I'm just she's kidding like, she's like I feel bad because yeah. like you're actually kind of fucked up and yeah. Then, like, but I, I kind of wanted her like because and I, again I thought that was like, like if this if it was more if it was more of a comedy, I, I could see that being the thing to yes do. Yes and no because, because like, like that could be a thing. again yeah. I I really took from Annie that she was this like huge opportunistic addict. Well, yeah an opportunist like, opportunistic addict and mm-hmm. like and I really thought that she was gonna look at this as like a like hey like I can take advantage of this dude I can get more of what I want out of this dude I can make him do things for me and and. I just I I wanted it to go a little bit further. It didn't have to be like the main story arc, obviously. Yeah, like I think I I could see that if it like if it played out almost earlier because once she reaches that level with inside the trial, it's kind of like oh she's starting to realize certain things. So it's hey let me be more empathetic toward this person. But yeah, I get it. Like maybe like if they had first actually addressed each other like in the lobby or something, Mm -hmm. then that could Mm -hmm. I could see that. Yeah, that could be fun. One thing we haven't talked about yet: the gore in this. (laughs) Oh, loved it. The Matrix the, scene, the, and and the drilling on the yeah, side the of the drill. head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when his uh, like his brother gets like cut in half in the, the, the hotel room. Yeah. At first and, you like, don't know he's cut in half, but then his torso just falls into the It's just like guts hanging out in the bathtub. <laughs> uh, like a lot of times it's all like getting blasted into Jonah Hill's face most of the time yeah. too, <laughs> where he's just like covered in like gore. There's no like where his like yeah. So in like the post Malone. Yeah, yeah when like, his dad is like doing the drill, and then yeah. he's like, "Oh, hippocampus!" And he's yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard because it's conversation, and his yeah. mouth is like, "Yeah!" Like he's got this white smile on his face. The, like parts like that where I was like, I was laughing. I was like, "You're probably not supposed to laugh, but you are." And like, yeah, yeah, is that like, like you dark have to, comedy, like yeah, weird yeah, yeah, bits exactly, to it, like exactly. that. Uh, that kind of showed up, but yeah, all the gore uh, was definitely over the top. Uh, in this, the way people people died, but I feel, but there wasn't an abundance of it though. Which yeah. I, like when it happened, it was over the top, which I thought it was it fit. Like yeah. I think it fit these these kind of dream states. Um, Mark, overall, thumbs up, thumbs down. Recommending it to friends. What are we doing? Thumbs up. Uh, I feel like this kind of falls into the category that not everyone will enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a, I mean there's a decent amount here to kind of unpack. Um, if you want to dive into it, I think at face value, like Jeff said, like maybe if you're not trying to get involved in the story too much, but you're just kind of looking for like things along the way, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it. If you're looking for something to kind of be weird with uh, the dark humor twist, uh, with some solid acting, <laughs> I, I think it's a, a good option. Mark, if you had to give this an emoji, what would it be? Oh. We can do that. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> if I had to give this an emoji... Um, if you say thumbs up, it's a cop-out. Yeah. No. <laughs> there is a cop emoji. Yeah. If no, you want to cop out. I would give and then there's this, an out, I think. <laughs> probably. I would give this crazy eyes uh, an elf emoji, because those are a thing now. <laughs> are they? Wait, what? There are. 
There's elf emojis. Wow. It's gonna, oh, it's going to take me a second. At the least new, on the iOS there is. Oh, the new 9, iOS. 9, 12 before that. Oh, really? Oh, what do they crazy. look like? And they look like elves. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. And a syringe. I'm going to do Gandalf. Oh, no, there's elves right yeah, there. See? Yeah. I told you. There's what wizards and then there's elves. And, all right, so wait, wait. I got, I got a crazy guys, an elf, and what else? A syringe. A syringe. A syringe, okay. Not double syringe, though. Should, no. That's... That's not from that's from New Girl. New Girl. That's right. Yeah. No. Okay. No. No. Uh, no. I, I don't understand. No, that's don't worry about it. Watch New Girl. Yeah, New Girl. Watch, watch, watch New watch Girl. It. Yeah. You should all watch New Girl too. Taylor, what's your emoji? What sequence? is my emoji ranking for Maniac? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, pills. Definitely. I'm definitely gonna go with pills. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um. <laughs> eagle, eagle. Yeah, fuck it. Give me an eagle emoji in there. Um, I, I, and then I'll do a. Uh, I'll go. I'll go four emojis. So after that, let me get. Let me get a a crazy eyes and then a uh, a happy tear. Let me get a happy tear I after that. Crazy eyes. No, it fits. It fits. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey, <laughs> your sequence go. Yeah. All right. Well, I was gonna. So I was gonna do pills. So I gotta do the pill. I'm gonna start with the pill. Okay. Uh, and then the next thing I was gonna do is the cigarettes because that girl was just every time. Yeah. Every I, time. Was there a scene where she didn't have a cigarette in her no. hand? No. No. Um, and there's there's a cigarette somewhere. Doctor Fujita. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'll, I'll do this in a second. Uh. Let me let me think about what I, what I want to put in there. So cigarette. Uh. And then. Don't you have the emoji scroll bar, Taylor? Uh, I want somebody. Uh, this is Jeff's man. Somebody, oh. somebody sleeping, like the ZZs, you know. Oh yeah, the like ZZs, you know. Yeah, it was a lot about the dream world, right it there. Was. Yeah. Um, but I think you want to make sure you weren't falling asleep. Like you want, you got no, 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 no. something after the. Yeah, Z's. no, I'll, I'll, I'll hit the, hit the high note. Um, Thumbs up. <laughs> I could, I could, you know, honestly, I would give it a thumbs up. That works. Yeah. I, you know, I, okay, we did we did emojis. Recommend? Yeah, like I said, I would recommend it to some people, not everyone. Uh, I don't, I still don't think everyone would enjoy this necessarily, but I think a good number of people would. It's, it's, it is enjoyable. Um, I, yeah, I definitely gonna recommend it. I, I, I think I would preface it with be like, look, it, I think it's important, and it might the concept might seem trippy, but everything you're watching is fully explained about like why you're seeing what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't think there's too much mystery in what's going on, which I think is I think is good. Except uh, the avoid, which Jeff is bothered by. I'm very. But outside bothered. of the avoid, you can't avoid recommending this, can you? No, I can't. Uh, I would I would recommend this to anybody, um, and I feel like I feel like I would definitely recommend it to anybody that's into like the like Black Mirror type type show where it's mm-hmm. kind of like it's kind of out there. It's kind of kind of a futuristic take sometimes retro futuristic mm-hmm. um and, and i feel like a lot of people are onto that right now and i and because I, I think it's because it hits so close to home and i think you know some people might not just like it because they have to pay too much attention but f them <laughs> f them well this has been fun this was a good review it was like we haven't done like a full in-depth review like this in a while because yeah. predator we were like you know, not much to talk about. Uh, yeah, there, were, there wasn't a whole lot to unpack in that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. It's face value. 
uh, action bro movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But uh, Mark, what are you looking forward to about this upcoming week? I want to say Venom, but I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, honest. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I'll pick up Assassin's Creed right away. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Hashtag yeah. Yeah. End of the <laughs> end of the month. Target almost always does buy two get one free, so I'll probably hold out for that. That's a whole month. month. But it's also right before Extra Life, so then I'll need uh, things for that too. Are you doing uh, Extra Life again this year? Yeah. Speak. So uh, Extra Life for those who are unfamiliar, uh, it's a, a charity from gamers. Where you basically participate in a 24-hour gaming marathon uh, for charity. And my friends and I have... I've been participating now. This will be my fifth year. Uh, they've been doing it for six. I wasn't invited the year before. Um, but it's always a good time. Uh, we raise money for the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, since we're all local in the area here, we donate to uh, Duke Children's Hospital. Uh, they do a lot of good work there. All the donations are... Uh, 100% go to those hospitals. Uh, Children's Miracle Network doesn't hold on to any of that. It's all to help people pay for procedures and clothing and hospital bills and everything like that to make sure these kids get the help that they need uh, to just enjoy being kids. Um, so it's a good cause, and we do this every year now. Actually, one of our good friends came up through the Children's Miracle Network uh, when he was younger, and so we he's still with us, but we do this in his honor. Uh, he participates as well. Uh, I think last year we had like 20 people. We literally got Time Warner Spectrum to uh, put another line in at his house. And we had two uh, bands running within the house and just tables. Like we moved all his furniture out of the bottom floor, lined the room with tables, put them in the middle, like taping down electrical cords. Uh, he mapped out the circuits for everything. Like, it's it's intense. That room sounds really warm. Uh, it's actually not that bad. Well, <laughs> I got to sit near the window, and we had the window open. Uh, I got, you would. I got the yeah, breeze. You need um, it. You need it. I do. It's very warm in here. Because you're hot. I know. Uh, it's, it's too warm. Um, but it's a good cause and a good time every year. And so this year, the official date is November 3rd. Uh, we're actually doing it on October 27th uh, because we kind of have to work around people's schedules for everyone coming out of town uh we have a guy who comes in from california every year to uh participate with us a couple people from virginia uh pennsylvania and so we have people from all over who come to participate in this um so we'll be live streaming uh we don't have a game list at the moment some of it we play kind of everyone together then as the night goes on and people start falling asleep uh other people kind of go off and play stuff by themselves um yeah, so there'll be more news on that as we get closer to that date. Uh, I'll have some posts on Spider's Corner about it, uh, where you can donate if you're interested, uh, and then updates on what we'll be playing, when we'll be playing, and where you can find that. So def definitely a good cause. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I've survived all 24 hours, all years I've participated. <laughs> um, and actually, last year I was up for like 40 hours because I woke up at a normal time that Dumb. day. Dumb. So I woke up at like 7 o'clock that morning, went, and then at noon is when we started, and then I went noon till noon the next day, and then I was like, well, I should just stay up until the normal bedtime to then not disturb my sleep schedule too much. 
and actually that helped. I was pretty, other than being loopy at the end of that uh, 40 hours, people are not meant to stay up that long. It's, just, <laughs> it's not good. Um, so yeah, other than that, the last few hours, um, I, was, I was good to go after that. But it's a, it's a great cause uh, and a good experience every year. We have a lot of fun. So uh, stay tuned for more information about that. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That was a, that was a good plug. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I'm excited about at the end of the week um, on Friday, uh, season two of Big Mouth uh, coming back. Really? On Netflix. I'm so excited. Puberty this Monster. Show, this show is so underrated. Um, great animated show uh, from Nick Kroll and company. Uh, I still on swear Netflix. the Puberty Monster is Will Arnett. No, it's, it's not. It's not. It's, but it's, it's Nick a very Kroll. good Will Arnett impression um, by great, Nick Kroll. Great show about. Uh, Going through puberty and it's animated, and it's raunchy, so but it's honest. It's so weird. Like it you're is. like it's like that sounds disgusting, but you know it's like it's true and it's honest. And I think it's a fantastic show. Very excited for season two of that coming out. I think that's I think that's about all for this week. Um, Jeffrey, what are you looking forward to this week? I feel like I'm always so behind times because you guys are like looking forward for things that are like coming out soon, and well, I'm I'm I mean, like, like, is there something you need to catch up on? Well, like, there's like that's the problem. There's it's always things. it's always something that I need to catch up on. Well, that's I, have okay. that, I have that too. No judgment. So no. So uh, the wonderful Sarah and I we watch um, we tried watching Black Mirror, mm. and let me tell you those first. Did you so, start with episode one? Yeah, that was the problem. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, that was the the, the pilot episode. It's off-putting. The pig fucking. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen episode one of Black Mirror by now, I'm sorry. Type in a pig snout eggplant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no. I'm gonna do it, though. I'm gonna no. do it. Oh, um, no. No, so, so you know what? So we watched the first episode actually about a year ago, probably. Mm -hmm. And obviously she was off-put by that. Yeah. Um, not surprising. I no was not surprised. No one's I hadn't seen it either, so I didn't, I wasn't able to, like, know that I could, like, warn her. Like, Game of Thrones, like, I told her everything that was gonna happen before it happened yeah. so that she wouldn't be so off-put by it. Go forward to the one happy episode. No, I've... So to, to maybe get her back I, into I it. Tell, I tell everyone, if, they, if they're starting Black Mirror for the first time, I actually talked to a guy, um, when we went and saw The Predator, I was talking to the guy at the concession stand, because um, he saw my iPhone case. My iPhone is a reference to a Black Mirror episode. It is. Um, he's like, what is that? And I talk, started talking about Black Mirror, and he said, oh, I need to get into that show. And I was like, you haven't started it yet? He goes, no. And I was like, listen, skip episode one. He goes, really? And I'm like, yeah, you can watch the episodes in any order. He's like, I heard that. I was like, yeah. yeah, skip episode one, but watch the last episode last. Like, that's all you got to do. You can watch them in any order, but the very last episode that's up right now, okay. watch it last. Because it okay. has references to all previous Okay, episodes. okay, okay. Um, oh, I still haven't finished season four. Bro! I'm like halfway through. Dang. Okay. I know. So, USS, sorry, USS Callister uh, won an Emmy. Uh, the U the uh, episode oh, of Black Mirror, USS Callister the, won an Emmy for yeah, best uh, yeah, TV, yeah. Uh, I think TV movie, I think. For, uh, I saw something recently about that, because they had the, the screen cap of the crew. Yeah, on the, it was the probably because it won an Emmy, and also there's rumors of a spinoff based off that episode. Mm. Yeah. But um, anyway, Jeffrey. Yeah, so, so anyway, God. 
I know. No, that, that's, <laughs> that's actually super helpful. I interrupted yeah. Taylor. Taylor interrupted Jeff. It's no, no, because what? So, so what I did was so. Well, actually, we went back and we watched the next episode, and that one didn't. We actually skipped. Actually, we skipped season one, episode two. Okay. And then we went to the third episode, and I think I'm correct. When this is the one where it's like you've got the memory plant, yes, implanted in your head, and you can like watch rewinds and stuff yeah. like that. That's one of the best. ones. I actually liked one. it a yeah. lot. Yeah. Sarah didn't like it so much. I think so. What I did, I, I went online and I started googling because I know that you can watch these out of order. Yeah. So I went online and I looked up what episodes are the best. Yeah. And I heard the one that won the Emmy was the best. Chris I heard the, the Christmas one was really good. White Christmas is my favorite. Yeah. And, that, and that has is that John John Ham John Ham's in that. So like it's yeah. kind of got a little star power. You that probably saw you saw San Junipero was probably yeah, up San there. Junipero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. The one with Domino Gleason. That's the one. He, I think that's the one he skipped. That's that was two. And that's the one. That's the one with the like the the video games, like the VR. No, that no, was, no, 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 sorry, no, 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 sorry. No, 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 no I'm thinking two, of the season two. I'm thinking of. Uh, that's like the, the American one with, Idol one where they're like on the yeah. treadmills that can 50 do the million, fifteen million yes. credits. Yes, yeah. that one. Credits, that yeah. one. That one. We just we didn't really get it. I gotcha. Um, and so, but the the third one I liked a lot, and so I'm I, I am gonna try. I think I've got one more attempt. Okay. And so I think I'm gonna fast forward to one of the ones that's just like, kind of okay. critically. Cool. Me, so, uh, so give me. I one. find myself off, putting, off air. Let me let me put a list together for you. Okay. Cool. I'll, I'll let you cool. Know. I cool. find myself like watching that show and then like putting my phone down and like backing away from it. <laughs> Because, like, there was this, one episode... This show is about me. There was one episode where I was on my phone, uh, like, I was on Facebook or something, like, while I was watching the show. Yeah. And, like, something in the show happened, and I was like, that's, like, what I'm doing now. I was like, right. oh, I'm like, right. phone go away from me for was a it, while. Was it Nosedive? It might have been. Okay. That's the one uh, where everybody uh, rates each other on everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, with... Uh, I heard that one's good. That one's pretty... Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. She, yeah. she thick. With how many C's? Many C's. Two. Just two? Two. Like a good like a good two. Yeah. A good two. A solid two. A good number yeah. of C's. Um, yeah, so that's that's really what I'm looking forward to the most. I got for you. uh for the in between. I'm I, I, I hate to say it, but unless I go see Venom with you guys, I'm not gonna see it. <laughs> so um, um but yeah, so going off of that, um next episode we are reviewing Venom. Venom. We haven't been talking. We are Venom, and we are reviewing Venom. So we'll be back (laughs) next week reviewing that movie. Um, I'm excited to see it. I'm not buying all... Okay, I'm not like necessarily not buying all of the negative reviews about it, but I still want to go see it because it looks crazy, at least. I I don't read reviews beforehand, and I don't read them after the fact either, generally, um, for stuff like this. Mark doesn't read. I, I've never learned how. So um, <laughs> no, I like to form my own opinions and not be swayed by things that I read. And ultimately, what about micro swayed? Oh, nice, kind of warm. But um, if if I read those things, like I'll typically be kind of swayed by them. And so, just what I've seen from Venom so far, I'm not sure I'm sold. And so we'll see. Okay, yeah, we'll see. We'll be re- we'll be reviewing Venom next episode of Popcorn and Nerds. And then we've got a week, and then Daredevil season. Let's not let's not let's get wait. let's We're not ahead. get too ahead of ourselves. Um, you guys can uh, catch up on what Mark's got goings on on Facebook at Spiders Corner Games, that's Spiders with a Y, on Instagram at Spiders underscore Corner. 
Um, on Twitter, Spider12587. Uh, my name is Taylor D. Adams. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tay D. Adams. He's like, I'm just gonna do that. Drop us some lines. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, this show is sponsored by no one in particular yet. Uh, our main theme is done by J Mac of Fourth Quarter Entertainment, and all of our artwork is done by the lovely and talented Nicole Yang. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Stay tuned next week. We will be reviewing Sony's latest endeavor into the Marvel franchise, Venom, starring Tom Hardy. And until next time, we are Popcorn and Nerds. Take care.